Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 15 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. As always, I'm Brian Carter, and we're excited to have you back. Yeah, we're so glad to have you here for episode number Uno Cinco. Uno Cinco. Yeah, that's Spanish I don't for think 15. that's it. it I'm is. pretty sure it's not. Oh, well, how's your Duolingo coming? Well, you got me. Mm-hmm. So what have we got on the docket today? Well, I don't think we have any new shout-outs. No new shout-outs. I don't think so. I think we have one new shout-out from <laughs> far away. From far away, a new shout-out to India. India, the whole country? The whole country, because I don't know who it was in that country, but one person from India has streamed our podcast on Spotify. I think I know who it was. Who was it? We've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know um, Sumit and Jenny, mm-hmm. and I think Jenny was watching or listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is we've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and they've been watching a lot of us. Yeah, so on Hulu, um, if you're on the show, they send you a list of the people that have watched you mm-hmm. um, and their podcasts. So ah, that's why got she's it. been got listening. It. So she's been listening to us. She's also very bored. She's stuck in her house. In, well, she was stuck in her house. Well, now she's back she, in America now. now uh, she's still, she's stuck still in, in India? her house. She's probably still stuck in her house because That was COVID. a wild story. It was. Um, Look it up if watch you haven't Watch 90 Day Fiance, yeah. Um, but yeah, in all honesty, we had one listen from India um, sometime in the last four weeks. Um, I don't. I, think, I feel like that was by accident. Probably. I feel like that was sure. definitely an accident, but it was a full stream. It wasn't just a start. Like, they actually streamed an episode. It was probably someone with a VPN. It makes just up, like it, my mom with a VPN. It makes up 9% of our listenership. Oh, well, for now. For now. Obviously, this for is... Now. This week is our... This is our golden our, week. Our launch week. Everyone says, lucky number 15. <laughs> um. <laughs> yep. Nothing beats the lucky number 15. Yes, you hear it. Um, But... You know, part of what we've done this week, um, we have, well, I have added new sections on the website. Oh, you're just going to drag me for not helping. All I'm saying is... <laughs> what new sections do we have? Well, we have a community section and mm-hmm. a member section of the website. We do. And in the member section, we have a poll up right now that tells you, or so you can tell us how you wipe your butt <laughs> from front or back. God damn it, John. Making me do more work. Right, I gotta well, go add a poll on the website. All I'm saying is we want to know. We want the people <laughs> to tell us. That's actually true. We it have been <laughs> debating that. So tell us how wait, you wipe. Wait, what's front though? Is front like from the front? From the front, so that's like so your balls hand goes or vagina. From the front. Wait, I just want to know where your hands going. So you want to know if people's hands go towards their genitalia or towards their um, butthole? Well, we'll first. work it out with the wiping. Um, okay, we'll work out the poll. Okay, we'll put pictures. We'll put pictures. Help. We'll have yeah. pictures to help. Uh, Ryan will be our beautiful model. <laughs> it's not beautiful. I promise you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe speaking from experience. someone else should be the model for that. Um, we'll find somebody. Zeus, maybe. Maybe. He loves to be wiped or woke, <laughs> if you will. Woped. Uh, but yeah, in all honesty, we do have a community section of the website. It's designated for any of our listeners to use that as a way to talk to each other about what they've heard on the show, but also to talk to John and I, because um, it's been really hard to get you guys to talk to us. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that maybe if we just put it right in the website... Um, you guys could chat with us, um, but there's also a member section. So when you get to the homepage of the the podcast, um, it, there's a member account there, and then you can actually sign in as yourself um, and follow other people who watch the show. And then that way, John and I can track more accurately of who's actually listening to the show, and then we can interact with you guys. And that way, you guys can be a QFYTQT. <laughs> You like that? I just made that up on the spot. I can actually make a badge on the oh, website yeah. as I love like that. uh yeah, so I can make that as one. And maybe we can make merch or something. 
Actually, ironically enough, we have made merch. Oh, interesting. So I, this... <laughs> I didn't know what that. What a lead-in. What? <laughs> so uh, this Monday, we're actually going to launch a month-long pre-sale event for our uh, first round of merchandise. Oh, awesome. Um, and that's going to consist of a beer cozy mm-hmm. with our um, you know podcast name on it, a face mask, um, which I have branded the necessity on the website. Oh, for sure. Um, also has our uh, podcast name and website on it. And my personal favorite, a t-shirt with our logo just massively printed on the front. Full shirt size. Yeah. Um, So you can find all of that on the um, online store section of our website. Um, Like I said, we're taking pre-sales from August 17th to September 14th. And provided we hit the minimums for um, each of those items, we will start purchasing and then shipping all of whatever was ordered um, after September 14th. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your kids... Um, hide your kids, hide your wives. Hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> but yeah, share it with everybody. Definitely. And we're going to probably be sending these uh, via one of the many shipping sources. One of in the America. many shipping. <laughs> one of which is um, USPS. And that leads perfectly into our Oh Shit Moment of the Week. And then just put that somewhere in the show and just, like, magnify the audio. Um, So, for our OSHIP moment of the week, we have the USPS reorganization effort. Mm -hmm. It's been a mess this past week. Um, I know you did. (laughs) Hmm. So, to start out, John informed me that the Postmaster General, who is in charge of the USPS, is an appointed position by our... President of the United States. Right. And it's, As we have coined the term Commander in Cheeto. Of course. And I think we need to get a trademark on that. Yeah, we should probably we should get quickly a before on he that. does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pretty standard thing in our government. We have a lot of people who are appointed. We have ambassadors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And members of cabinet. Members of the cabinet, of course. Uh, but in this scenario, um, having the Postmaster General as an appointed person under Trump um, is kind of an issue. Can you tell us a little more about that? So, obviously, President Trump has been on the, just blazing a trail for saying that mail-in ballots are going to ruin the election and cause a lot of voter fraud. Yeah. Um, Which, he, uh, you know, no voting uh, professional has actually said that that's true. Voting professional? I don't... I'm a voting professional. We're all voting professionals. But there's people who actually, like, monitor that. Yeah. And everybody has said, like, that's just not true. Yeah. And so um, the interesting thing about this is that uh, the president himself just this week and the first lady um, requested their absentee ballots Mm -hmm. from Florida, where they technically live. Which, now, all throughout his presidency, um, or at least in the last year or so, President Trump has really been hard on saying that if you are going to try to do a mail-in ballot, that you are participating in voter fraud. Hmm. And... Uh, what I'm hearing by him and his wife um, registering to get their mail-in ballots is that they are planning to participate in voter fraud. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a transitive property. I yeah, learned that in math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I will throw a little bit of my like personal experience of into course, this. Of course. Um, so I do kind of see where they're coming from. Um, when I was in Austria, um, I went to Austria one time. Um, there was an election at that time. There was also an election in the U.S., um, but in Austria, the mail-in votes had a specific type of adhesive on the, like, 
the mail-in ballots, I mm-hmm. guess. And um, many of them were open when they arrived at the polling location. Big no-no. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they just threw out all the ballots and held another election. Um, so eventually, they got it right. Um, they figured it out, and we can actually learn from their That's mistakes. Good. Yeah. Um, but like we talked about last week, many states have actually been voting in majority by mail-in ballot for mm-hmm. a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with COVID going on, a lot of states are moving away from having polling sites open or, uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, polling sites open. So it's, it's hard for people to go vote in, in LA when they had the primaries, um, there was seven and a half hour waits to get to some of those sites because there was just too many people for what they could actually safely have inside. And then some other issues we see in normally more rural states is that uh, counties with a number of polling stations, over 100 in some cases, are cut down to two or three, um, Mm -hmm. and people have to drive for an hour or two hours to get to their nearest polling site. Or we will see that a lot of polling sites in lower income or primarily minority um, central areas are closing their sites completely causing those people to either not be able to vote at all or have to try to find a way to vote somewhere else. So So it's causing a lot of issues. Um, But back to the Postmaster General, um, Louis DeJoy is the Postmaster General for the United States Postal Service. Is that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? She played (laughs) Elaine on... um... It's not. It's not her. It's not her. She also Um, played the Veep, so that's also very... She did, ironic. Um, But no, Louis DeJoy is not... Okay, my apologies. Her. Sorry. Um, but he has donated, as the Postmaster General, $2.7 million to Trump and other Republicans since 2017, which makes you wonder, you know, is he perhaps helping Trump um, try to cause distrust in mail-in ballots? Turns out Trump was less than candid about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually said on Fox, and this is a direct quote, now they, referring to the post office, need that money in order to make the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting. Literally awful. Literally said that he was trying to stop the, stop the mail-in votes. In. Yeah. So that's pretty blatant right it there. Is. I mean, to be fair, Trump has prided himself on being a very... Open, open president. individual mm-hmm. outside of the tax returns, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been pretty open. Um, so we like to see that he's telling us all of his malfeasance. Yeah, um, it's really nice. It I is. mean, he led with that in his yeah. uh, his campaign to become president. Yeah, so not to sway you in one way or another, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to talk a little bit more about the reorganization that's causing all these delays, um, the USPS has lost in the last fiscal year $2.2 billion dollars. Um, and so what they have claimed that they're trying to do is cut down on personnel hours by sending out trucks at a certain time, regardless of how many packages have been loaded onto the trucks. Interesting. What that's causing is those mailmen who, or women who have not actually had a full truck to be loaded, once they finish their route, they have to go back to pick up more packages. So it's actually increasing personnel hours. Because they're having to go back and forth to the hub many, many more times than they normally would have. Weird. To uh, just wait for their truck to be loaded. I'm sure gas is free for the post office, right? It is. Right? Yeah, yeah, actually, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for average Iran people, said, you know what, if you're a postal service employee, so you don't have to pay for gas. Up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's on us. Yeah. So, um, um, that the only way I can personally relate that to is airlines, because I'm <laughs> an av gay. Of course. Um, but, like, 
just flying in a mostly empty aircraft um, across the world is just a waste of fuel, a waste of paying your pilots and your air crew. Um, and, you know, you may as well just leave the people at their, like, original start point. Yeah, I mean... Or at least wait till it's over. It's cheaper. Up. Yeah. Cancel the flight. So, we'll we'll keep you posted on that, but that's what oh. this last week has oh, been. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Posted? Posted. It's going to cost you. you 51 cents. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it 52 now? Is it? I don't know. I'm about to stamp in 100 years. That's why the post office lost $2.2 billion. Mm-hmm. But you know what was making money? What? The first socially distant concert in Newcastle. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Newcastle, so, uh, Delaware? Uh, no, the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't my... know what part of the United Kingdom. London, it's, I perhaps? Think it's in the, no, it's in Newcastle. Oh, is that just a... <laughs> I think it's in the north. It's the city. A, okay. Um. Um, but on August 11th, which actually is my dad's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. I already told him. I know. You did, But yes. they don't know. He said thank you. Oh. Um, so, um, in Newcastle on August 11th, they had the first socially distanced concert. And what that consisted of was 500 socially distanced platforms in a field looking at a stage. And and what that means is about six to 10 square feet between each platform. Hmm. Each platform came equipped with a mini fridge and hand sanitizer station and could accommodate up to five people from one household or family. Hmm. You'll love to see it. I know um, a lot of touring groups in the U.S. have been doing sort of a, a drive-in scenario mm-hmm. where you bring your car to a parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a very nice way to actually ensure that people stay in their area. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so these platforms actually honestly looked like mini performer stages. It was a it was a flat pa- platform with about six foot bars around the edge, so you could hold on and, and stand there. Um, but they were all spread out in this gigantic field um, looking at a stage. And it, it honestly, I mean, if you were in the back, it would kind of suck because it would be hard to see the stage, but show you could still sooner. hear the music. It's the same way as yeah, any other concert. Exactly, show yeah, sooner. exactly. But um, it seemed like a really cool idea. I mean, hell, a mini fridge? That's more than you get at most concerts. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, it did remind me of a picture I saw towards the beginning of the quarantine, mm. maybe in April or so. Um, where there were roped off areas and a pole in the middle of a stage like this, and it was for a drive-in strip club. I did see um, that. Yes. That was pretty interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The one I saw was actually a enclosed. It looked like a, a warehouse, um, and they had basically you know those like chop shops where they have like just the big big bay doors on either side, mm-hmm. and you could just drive through the middle. Right. It was that, and then on either side were poles, hmm. um, and and platforms for the girls to dance on. Can you look up the information for no. me so we can go? Yes. That can be our August. That's our August. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's a good little thing. Yeah, a little um, so, so John and I are starting a um, a monthly adventure, hmm. if you will, um, because this is probably the last year we're going to live together. Um, this is probably the last year we're going to live the way 2020 is going. Very true. Um, but I had the idea of uh, starting a monthly adventure where one of we trade off months and we get to pick. Oh. Um, <laughs> what we do each month and um and we just do it yeah and something fun something new um and then that way even after we move out we can keep this going and and still get to see each other and do cool new things and maybe we'll take you guys along for one of them but uh, or we'll at least we tell could. you about yeah we'll, we'll bring so part of what our goal is uh moving forward is actually getting a mobile recorder so we could record from the road yeah um so if you guys could go to the website, join the community section, and then give us some suggestions for a cool monthly uh, trip, getaway, adventure sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, let us know, and we'd love to do it. And and if, if it's one of your suggestions, um, we'll podcast about it, 
and uh, maybe, maybe we'll even send you a sticker or, something. You a sticker or something from the event, and uh, we'll call you and have you on the show to talk about the event that you suggested. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we'd love to have your input there, mm-hmm. um, and we'd love to introduce you to our featured artist of the week. Yeah, so we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's a it's a new segment that we wanted to put on the show to really. Um, Introduce people to featured artists um, that are in the local area. Yeah, and highlight smaller artists who aren't as well known, yeah. but are pretty good. We yeah, love who, them. Who are definitely um, making their way in the world. And so for our featured artist this week, um, we actually have a good friend of John and I's from college, Andrew Velez. But before we talk about our featured artist of the week, we want to really quick talk about our weekly sponsor, Anchor. <laughs> So once again, thank you so much to Anchor for sponsoring our show. And now, we'll head over to Andrew Velez for our very first Featured Artist of the Week. Alright, were you ready to start this shit? Yeah, man, I'm ready to start. I got my drink. I got my two-step. Let's Bet. get it. You're in there. We, we're we on drink uh, six drink or seven. Right. Yeah, drink X, and you can find the equation to find the rest of those drinks. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have you know tonight I am happily sipping some apple pie moonshine. Oh, Ooh. shit. Nice choice. Very courtesy of the, the Old Smoky company. You know, you see yeah. them at the ABC store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had Old Smoky before. I've had their raspberry. They have a raspberry one? Mm-hmm. And I've oh, given sh- you an old smoky before, I think. And a raspberry. And a raspberry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out, you know what, I haven't like had some of this, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's that kind of night. It's a good that's a good night. You're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Um, all right, so why don't you just give us a little bit of a rundown on like your musical career as an artist? So I would say definitely like my career started probably over the course of like the last 10, 10 or so years, um, working on a lot of collaborative, um, projects and materials. So working with other artists in the general DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia. And, um, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty flexible, man. (laughs) One moment, excuse me, one moment (laughs) I'm playing trumpet for folks. The next I'm doing some arrangements. Mm-hmm. The next I'm being commissioned to write original works. Uh, the next is, you know, doing voice stuff. The next is maybe doing um, some some rap material. I, I'm pretty versatile in terms of uh, what I do. But um, I guess, you know, I, I've worked with a, a variety of people um, in the area. So Gogo Symphony, um, Green Machine, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, uh, the... Uh, National Symphony Orchestra. I've done some work for. Uh, it was in collaboration with Gogo Symphony, um, Dirty Gold, and a, and a slew of other artists that are just as amazing um, within the DMV territory. So that's Cecily Bumbre, Drew Kid, YU, Slimcat Seventy Eight. Um, yeah. Just bring up the whole LinkedIn profile. (laughs) So what sort of, when you write music yourself, what sort of genre do you sort of uh, focus on? Or is it, you know, kind of all over the place? Um, Well, it's a little bit, uh, it's it's in the middle. 
Okay. Fair. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely in the middle. I mean, I guess the main genres that I pull from would be uh, jazz, hip hop, soul, and funk. Okay. Would be the primary like mixture, and then from there, sometimes it's more acoustic. Sometimes I'm looking for something that's more EDM and like synth driven. Mm-hmm. Other times it's you know it could be straight up more rock oriented. Um, but that's courtesy of all of the uh, multiple different artists that I work with throughout the area. <laughs> One gig is like a horn hit, and we're just doing covers of like Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff. And then the next one is all original material, and they're like a country rock person. So, yeah, I'm 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 all over the place. So you've got you know a fairly healthy rap sheet of of groups that you've worked with, but outside of performing and arranging, um, you teach too, right? Yes, yeah, teaching the area, but predominantly um, composition and trumpet or high brass, I should say. Okay um obviously i'm i know a little bit of your past with employment in terms of teaching which we won't necessarily get into tonight we've uh, shared a very rough employer in that regard um but what do you uh, what do you like to do with teaching like what do you find the most fulfilling part of teaching yo actually real talk i love teaching yeah i, I just in general i love one-on-one or like clinic oriented um sessions and I think the reason why I genuinely enjoy education is just because I love seeing other people like progress. That's definitely just like one of the coolest things to me and why I love working with other artists or um, who are younger and learning. And it's just like, well, if you want to do this, let's give you the capabilities to do so. Um, that's such a powerful but, tool. No, man. I, I appreciate that so cheers. much. Yeah, cheers to yeah, that. Yeah, that's really, yeah, cheers to that. That's a really... <laughs> It's a powerful statement right there. Brian, I think it's bad luck to cheers with an empty glass. Yeah. Oh, Did you want son of a bitch? But yeah, like real real talk though, it's just if if someone is genuinely interested in music and they have a passion for it and they want to continue and make it a potential career or a livelihood, like, hey, start them young and let's give them the right tools. That's always been like a major concern for me as a, as an educator overall. It's just like, hey, how can we make the next education stronger? than us or even the generation prior to so i respect that so much man so with you know covid and everything how has that affected your teaching and also your you know career as a musician yeah man uh (laughs) it's funny if you would have had this interview like a couple months ago it would have been a totally different picture of like what's going on and what's going to happen but now that we're having this interview in covid after like the first five or so months um or even four four or five um i'm i'm lucky that i finally grounded myself by this point thankfully (laughs) yeah i think we all Um, feel that um i guess just to kind of like backtrack and let's let's go back to the march and april scenario um it was scary as fuck (laughs) i bet (laughs) like oh man it was just there were so many questions um, and things that were just put into the air and a lot of gigs just stopped. Mm-hmm. And so as as an active musician who gets their income as pretty much an independent contractor slash performer and entertainer, uh, along with teaching, um, those gigs where I was on the forefront of performing or recording either stopped or completely slowed down. Um, which and I can imagine. Was, uh, no, go ahead. I can imagine that was terrifying for you to to just have basically your entire profession just come to a halt. Mm-hmm. Dude, 
it was surreal and it just kind of hurt because it's just like man there's nothing to focus on or look toward Mm -hmm. just because like there isn't the next project or the next gig or something to that capacity per se and so it was definitely like depressing um a bit anxious too um and the only worry that carried over with teaching was how well was this going to transfer over virtually you know um not everyone is a, a good teacher uh like just in general but like <laughs> adding, but but seriously i mean like you know being an, an effective teacher in person is one thing yeah and i feel like it's a whole different ball game to be an effective teacher virtually absolutely so uh, with that in mind, I definitely stepped up my virtual game, um, looking up some different pedagogy stuff and really addressing how I communicate with students more effectively. So that's been a huge bonus for me and a growing aspect for me as a teacher throughout this whole COVID situation. Um, the downside was that, of course, not every student was interested in switching to virtual because they're um, in person or on, you know, on hands learning kind of deal. I totally get that. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to cut you off or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did have a question. Has being uh, sort of quarantined and being, I don't know, stuck indoors, if you will, has that affected your creativity? Have you had more time to compose or, you know, write music or think about how you teach, maybe? Oh, dude, yeah. No, I would say going back to that March and April side, Mm -hmm. I was not writing. And I wasn't really developing any ideas just because I was so bummed out. Right. Uh, And then gradually, I would say by the end of April and May is actually when I started seeing some work again for commission and arranging work. Mm -hmm. So um, I got really lucky in that regard. And then between May, May and June, I had a couple of gigs, quote unquote, in that sense for doing some writing and recording for other people. Nice. Um, Yeah. Thankfully, I had the mic set up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, you know, working with, with other podcasts and stuff, like, I have my own mic. So, luckily, I was in a position to do some solo recording without a recording studio. So, so I I want to get the jump on this because I want to feel special about this. I know we have talked about you starting your podcast, and I would love to be the first podcast to get to, like, talk a little bit about what you're doing with that. So, obviously, you're a very accomplished musician, and you've got a huge musical career. I want to hear a little bit more about this future podcast that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, there are two podcasts that I'm working on. Ooh. Yeah. The first one is Affirmation, and it's LGBT Afro-centric like in terms of what's going on. But it, it's, it relates to the that specific community within the DMV. Okay. So, um, that is co-hosted with um, another family member, my cousin. And if you remember Gio... Gio, I don't know if you met him. Was he in the um, Was he in the band? I no, I mean he was in the music program for a little bit, but most folks know him for being Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> Related. We all know that person. That's, yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> that's here. John. Yeah, that's why he's yeah, on the show. And we literally just added a fourth member. His name's Tyler or Tyler Watkins. You oh shit! Oh, yeah, yeah, Tyler. He just came back to Mason. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's he's actually in the process of. Um, coming back to the east coast and so he's like yo you guys still doing the project i'm like yeah we haven't really fully launched so um he was initially going to be one of the main members um so we're looking forward to it now that it's a four-person group um and we're still in the process of getting that material together 
the other project is with uh, a variety of other Kappa brothers um, and then one other musical friend. And we're all just like five nerdy millennials just chilling and talking about music. That's really <laughs> what it's about. That's and awesome. That all the art house radio. <clears throat> That's awesome, dude. We'll definitely yeah. be listening in. Yeah, absolutely. We're your first two followers. <laughs> Bet. So, with all of that being said, and obviously with a very uncertain future, <clears throat> do you have anything coming up, like on the horizon, that you're planning, or other than podcasts that you're you're planning on doing musically? Um. Actually, I, I would say that there's always a variety of things that are going on with with me in, and, and in particular. So aside from the podcast work, um, I recently just started teaching independently through my own studio. So now all of the, the money and financial backing goes 100% to me. And um, instead of splitting it the way it usually is at other teaching uh, locations or companies. So that's been the biggest transition for me as of uh, late and just setting up my own resources, setting up the Google stuff and, you know, organizing all my student and family information, just like, you know, making it a business. So really getting on the entrepreneurship is definitely the forefront of what I'm doing over the course of like the next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, a big project. Um, I guess like project wise, I know that uh, green machine is going to be, coming up with a couple of video oriented projects and um i will definitely be one of the folks that's uh writing material for probably one or two of the groups depending on how things work out mm -hmm. um i know that gogo -Go symphony is probably in the works uh to build up some kind of new material so i'll probably be writing for them again um as far as my own personal stuff i i'm probably just going to keep quiet on that just because i don't necessarily <laughs> know how that's looking but um, the initial three stuff that I put out, uh, the three singles, or, well, two singles and one remix, were just kind of like to get my material together and just get on Spotify and Apple Music. Absolutely. Well, dude, thank you so much for being our first featured artist of the week. Like, this has been huge for us. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, both of you. Absolutely. This has been cool, so... Yeah, man. We, we've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks now, and um, I think you were the perfect one to be the first. So thanks so much. We'll, uh, we'll hit you up, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to see yourself on the website uh, tomorrow. Bad. No, that's awesome. I just realized, man, that was really quick. <laughs> Dude, what you don't realize is that was about 20 minutes worth of audio. Dang, that was already dang yeah i guess that was already 20. yeah exactly <laughs> that's almost twice as long as one of our normal episodes what can they do oh shoot oh, i'm just really? kidding How long our, is your episode? no our normal episodes are about 15 minutes long but you just doubled uh, the length of one of our normal episodes if the abc we store did us well if the abc well, store yeah. did us well yeah and if the news did us well then that's we get about 15 to 25 minutes worth of audio but you just uh doubled that oh word no problem so thanks yeah, man no, i mean thank you both for having me if Absolutely. anything, just putting out the word for people to go listen to the music, and if they want music lessons, hit me up. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! We'll have it, so. we'll feature all that on the website tomorrow, and uh, and we look forward to hopefully getting our words out to uh, to your audience too. Yes, yeah, man, I'll definitely push it. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, stay safe and uh, and stay profitable. Yes, I will. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> until the next episode. Absolutely, Thanks. love you, man. Mm -hmm.
too. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, and that was our first featured artist of the week, Andrew Velez. You can find more about him on our website um, under the featured uh, header. Yeah, definitely go check him out on, uh, I don't know, Instagram, Snapchat. Snapchat. Nope, not Snapchat. Nope. Spotify. 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 That was the Apple ass one. Music. Apple Music. Yeah, uh, he's got a website, a Facebook. A Facebook. Whatever you There's find. There's a lot of you stuff. Know, whatever Ryan links under there. Go to the go featured check. section of our website, and you'll find so much about Andrew Velez, you'll wish you had never heard the name. Yeah. You're going to be winning so much, you'll be tired of winning. <laughs> Is that what he said? I it's didn't realize no. you, you were hired. Oh, and me? Are you allowed to be on this podcast hired? and hired for that? Yeah, I, I think I have a valid working permit you do. in the United States. I think. Uh, we'll have to check. We'll see. We'll have to check. When we start our business. <laughs> Which one? Which yeah. Which one? This is basically, yeah. Out of so, here. All right, so you've heard a lot from us this week. This is, I'm going to go out on a limb and say our longest episode to yeah. date. Yeah, so thanks to Ryan for drinking my entire beer. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I spilled something well, on my lap. Spilling most of his beer on and my beard. I my think beer on a third lap. of it's in my beard, and five percent on that leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's oh. condensation. Yeah, from the circle. From the circle. Well, that's the bottom become... of the beer. Oh, that was close. All right, so don't forget, <laughs> go to our featured section of the website to find out more about Andrew Velez. Go to our online store section of the website so you can get in on the pre-sales and please 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 share that with your friends because otherwise we won't get enough pre-sales to order the products and i'm not gonna lie this is probably gonna be the best like the best time to buy because they're probably cheaper it's very cheap right now we are trying to make it as economic for you as possible it is basically cost for us it's essentially just a stimulus package for you we're doing more than the president exactly (laughs) you're paying us but we're paying you back in friendship yeah we could charge you twelve hundred dollars for this but but we're charging you five or so or so you'll Um, see the price on the website yeah you'll see the price on the website but go check it out share it with your friends you're helping us because what we're trying to do is bring bigger and better content to you guys um, John and I are trying to get to the point where we can travel and bring you news from other places other than just Virginia. <laughs> Wherever we Wherever are Wherever we now. are now. Yeah. And, you know, we can't do that without money. Yeah. So we're trying to bring some money to the show. We're trying to bring some money to us. And we're trying to get you guys into the coolest merch on Absolutely. the internet. I designed it personally. Yeah. And so, I was here. And John was in the well, next room. I was here and next to you. Exactly. He kind of came in a few times. So mm-hmm. I think well, you'll like it. John thinks you'll like it. I do. I do. Yeah, it's going to be some great stuff. So it's please. John approved, and it might be Jeffree Star approved. Who knows? Well, John will be on that. Don't <laughs> promise that. I'll Google it. He'll Google it. He'll figure out how to get that. Thank you so much for tuning in to our longest episode on episode 15. I'm Ryan Carter. And I'm John Irvin. And you'll hear us next week for episode 16 of quarantine for your thoughts.